Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Freedom Foil <laughs> Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Joe, and I'm joined by my beautiful wife, Mary. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. You know, I hate my intro, but I have to just stick with it. I mean, it is what it is. It sounds like I have like a cold or something. I am loving Donut Day. It has become my favorite day of the week. It really is such a motivator to do this. Man, do we make this podcast happen when we're getting donuts. <laughs> the donuts have done it, guys. I mean, we're now on consecutive week four. I would like to. This is like four consecutive five, weeks. dude. This yeah, is like five. five. Oh, I would like to point out that that is solely my idea to motivate us to do this podcast. Well, congratulations. So. I'm just warning you. I'm feeling sassy today. I I'm feeling know. you know with say with actually it's exciting too because next week is uh, hidden history so it's a double mm. double whammy. Oh God, let's with, not hold uh, ourselves to that. Okay, all right, <laughs> whatever. She's already backing out. What if no, we do, we'll do two donut days? Then yes, <laughs> we should do that. Then yes, I will. <laughs> okay, or we could die of sodium poisoning and get a McDonald's breakfast. Oh instead. my god, I loved a McDonald's hash brown will do Ooh, it for me. Oh, those greasy hash Oof. browns, my guy. Or those McDonald's pancakes. I mean, <sighs> yum. Anybody listening to this is like, god damn it, now I gotta go yeah, get it. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> so, uh, I will say that with this one, Mary really hesitated in saying anything to me. I just brought up that I was about to be like, yeah, I think this is a good topic. And she's like, no, no. And I so think I'm with pretty that, good at it. No, with that, I was going to say, I truly have no idea if you think this is a good topic or a bad one. And this was your idea. So was I guess my, we'll see. I think you've had this idea for a long time. No, because, you keep bringing <clears> it up, <throat> dude. All right. Well, I'll just say the topic today is Titanic. Yes. And I'm going to embarrass Joe like I'm his mom. <laughs> and I'm going to tell everyone me? how much you're obsessed with this movie. <laughs> Are you fucking kidding Joe me? Joe loves Titanic. I don't love Titanic. Guys, you can't say that guys, it's not a classic. When, when I say he loves Titanic, okay. anytime we're looking for a movie, and if you you know are in a relationship, you know the, the, the horribleness movies, of having to find no, a movie. No, because you want to know why some couples just give and take and each one just chooses a movie they want to watch. And yeah, they're and opposing. they're both miserable because they both end up watching a movie they don't want to watch. Sometimes, though, it's like, oh, wow, I really enjoyed Dude, that movie. Dude, if I let you pick the movie every time, we watch Apocalypse Now, like, nightly. And I don't <laughs> okay. want to watch that. Who? Okay. Uh, okay. Am I wrong? All right. Apocalypse Now is, is a like, shit movie. It's like a religious experience. It's a okay? shit movie it's that like makes you... It's like one big LSD trip. It's just one big, sad, depressing movie. Never get That's out of the horrible. boat. You're goddamn right. God. Okay, so. <laughs> and let me just say, I think my movie choices are way better than yours. Most what of the movie, time. You, you, we have the same taste Joe does in the thing. Joe, Joe does this thing. For example, if you've seen the movie Age of Adeline, 
with Blake Lively. Phenomenal movie. It was pretty good. I put it on and he was like, I don't want to watch it. And he went and did his own thing. And then he did that thing where he like hovered and hovered. And I saw him peeking through the doorway, looking at the movie. And then he sat on the couch. And then he laid down. And then by the end of the movie, he was like, man, I wish I saw the beginning of that. Well, you know what? It happens like that. Do Do you even like this topic? I love this topic. I love this topic. I just wanted to expose you because I'm feeling sassy. Joe loves Titanic and there's no denying it. The one thing about episode... (laughs) (laughs) I don't even point it out that much, Yes, you do. Every time we... I don't even notice it, Every time we pass it on like Netflix or wherever, he'll be like, man, Titanic's such a good (laughs) movie. You asshole. And then you talk about memories of how it was like when, when... VHSs were a thing. It was like a two VHS oh, set. Oh, definitely a two two parter, dude. That's a fun long fact movie. about that: I had Lord of the Rings, the first one, on a two parter VHS. Don't try to save yourself with like a cool guy movie. But but I only had the second one. So <gasps> as a kid, I you was plagued watched. with just watching the second half. Why didn't you say something to somebody? And I would pick it up when the orcs uh, or the little, uh, I can't remember if it's orcs or not, the, when they're in the mines of Moria um, and they're coming <laughs> <Loser>. in. Loser. <laughs> I didn't know if I, you mind your Moria, if that's the orcs or if that's the original God. one. No, it, it it was right when the 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 real people, the real cool people. I think know. those are orcs. No, they're like littler than orcs. They're like littler. Yeah, they're like little gnomes guys running around. Oh. They climb up the little pillars, but uh, that's where I picked up, and it sucked because I only watched the second half. <laughs> <laughs> the plagues of the '90s. You know what I mean? Uh, uh. But no, <laughs> uh, I think this one is very interesting because. Everyone that I've told this to, one, they were either like, man, I had no idea there was a conspiracy about Titanic. Because of the movie. What are you guys are going to talk about? Um, what, what are, are you guys going to tell us about? I don't know. <laughs> but then when I'm like, hey, we're also going to talk about the Federal Reserve. They're like, what? How does that you know have a I mean? tie-in? Yeah, I mean, How I didn't it have know. A I think the, the Titanic movie definitely clouded people's... Not clouded, but they it, it totally like when people say Titanic, they think of Leonardo DiCaprio and Kate Winslet. They don't think of anything else. That's true. <laughs> I, I mean, will say. I mean, that movie most was of the population. I, I will agree. Okay, it was a banger. You know, I know you love it so much. <laughs> I wonder how old she was because I think there was something like she was like way older than him. When I don't know that. if it was way older. I'm pretty sure she was like 31 Let or me look 32. It up. Okay, were we both wrong? Uh, yeah, she was 21 and he was 22. He was actually older. Oh, a year I, older. You know, I've Why heard that she... too. I've heard, I've totally heard that that she yeah, was but I way guess older. You think she just always comes across just so much. I love Kate Winslet. She just comes off more mature. I yeah. Well, I mean, she plays like a you know a regal like. No, but in all the movies they have done, like Revolutionary Road, she seems older. Like God, if you've ever seen that movie, that is a depressing movie. Uh, yeah. So, but I don't stuff know. like that. But yep, she's tw- she was 21, he was 22. But yep, 22. <laughs> on the set of the Titanic in 1996. So, what what the hell is this episode about? What is the conspiracy theories surrounding the Titanic? I think this one goes deep and I'm I'm pretty excited to talk about it because I think there are a lot of holes that are designed to trip you up. Are you starting you. with money morning article? Money morning article. Money, money, please. <laughs> let, 
Let's go. Okay. What do we got? This is so, like the first basic bitch conspiracy. I thought they it. were pretty similar, the two articles. Okay. Well, we'll get into that. I don't know, though. What's this article about? Maybe. Did I read Bill the wrong saying, article? No, you got the right one. Hopefully. I sent it to you. So the RMS at Titanic set sail on April 11th, 1912. It sank four days later on April 15th after hitting an iceberg. Again, if you haven't seen the movie and you're living under a rock, the basic... Spoiler. <laughs> spoiler, they died. Too soon. <laughs> so basically, the Titanic was... I'm just going to give a little background just off the top of my head about the Titanic because there wasn't really much in these articles. But the Titanic was this like very prestigious revolutionary ship if you will cruise liner more like it really massive um, massive ship that like it was just very um to be on this ship and to be a passenger was very exclusive you could say yeah it was, it was a hard big deal. to get a ticket yeah uh, it was a big deal like they they didn't have it's not like you know, nowadays it's like someone says they're going on the carnival cruise and it's like, mm, okay, that fun. <laughs> it was like, oh shit, you're going on Titanic? Like, whoa, you big are. Deal. Big deal. Yeah. So, also um, a lot of big wigs on the ship yeah. uh, because the tickets to get to be a first class passenger were not cheap. No. I don't actually know the price, but I'm sure they were. It was a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> um, But yeah, so basically, you know, you have all these prestigious people on this boat. It um, is sailing and it hits and gets into a um, iceberg patch, if you will. Yeah. And an ice, a larger iceberg scrapes the side of it. Yeah. Doesn't go head on, but scrapes the side. And then it slowly just kind of like sinks. Sinks. Yeah. Breaks basically. in half and sinks. Yep. And so. everyone that's listening is like, we fucking know. Yeah. <laughs> it's Titanic. So. <laughs> Get into no. The, you get into it. Get, you, what, what, what are you? What, what are you talking about? Why? All right. So this Why? is this is the first conspiracy that um I'm gonna read it from the article because I like the way they say it. It suggests that infamous plutocrat financiers along financiers <laughs> financiers alongside members of a deviant Catholic priesthood played a crucial role in the unsinkable vessel's fate. The Jesuits. And all the sake of the creating and all for the sake of creating the US Federal Reserve. But this main article strays away from it a little bit because it talks primarily about the conspiracy being that it was insurance fraud. Oh, okay. I see what you mean. You know all what right. I mean? Like at the end there? Yeah. So the first main kind of conspiracy not jumping ahead too far that this article is touching on with money morning is the more basic uh which you'll see that the titanic as a whole you'll see on like memes everywhere not memes but like little tiktok pictures the tiktok and that's where i think like any other tiktok conspiracy i've seen it is literally designed to distract you from the actual truth and make you stupider so you know that's where we are you just said but. stupider <laughs> oh my god uh, you yeah. know what it could be a word whatever you know? so the going back to the top of the article yeah in 1910 seven men met on what is called jekyll island which is off the coast of georgia and i Ooh, mean and we'll get into that georgia later. this may sound stupid but i just want to clarify it's georgia the, the United States state yeah. of Georgia. Yeah. Well, there's a country called Georgia as well. Yeah. So I don't I don't want people to get confused. Yeah. Um I don't even know if Georgia the country is a coastal country, but whatever. 
They, is Georgia a country? Yes. I thought that was inside of Russia. Is it? Oh, no. Now I'm going to sound stupid. Stupider, actually, <laughs> is the proper <laughs> pronunciation. I'm pretty sure Georgia is like a state inside no. of Russia. Oh, Mm. Mm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think so. <laughs> okay. It is. We're both coming off stupider in this one. Whatever. Georgia is a country at the intersection of Europe. Oh, we know. It says right here Georgia is a country at the intersection of Europe and Asia. Whatever. Is a dude. former Soviet republic that's home to. Yeah, I knew that. I don't know. All their countries are like 45 minutes away from each me. other. Thank so you. it's basically a state. <laughs> anyway, these 10, or sorry, seven men met on this island and essentially planned and created the U.S. Federal Federal Reserve Bank yeah. as we know it. Yes. I mean, so the men that were on the island at the time, I'll list them off, Nelson Aldrich and Frank Vanderclip, who represented the Rockefellers' financial empire, Henry Davidson, Charles Norton, and Benjamin Strong, who represented J.P. Morgan, and then Paul Warburg, who represented the Rothschilds banking dynasty in Europe. Yes. Is that seven? One, two, three, four, five, six. Six? That was I don't only know. six. Whatever. But you can see, you know, you talk about Rockefellers in there, JP Morgan, the Rothschilds, like All very, the big very money. big money. I mean we're, that we're talking was that was that was the money of the United States so, at that point. Well, of the world. Of it the was, world, true. It was right, the right, right. Richest individuals of the world were represented in making the US Me Federal Reserve. On this island in Georgia. Like yeah, what now, the hell? The again, we're gonna get into more about that island later on yes, um, joe found a freaking banger video about le- it let's uh move into the maritime insurance fraud a little bit and move Ooh, through you're, that you're making me jump all over all right all right keep is. going i don't know what the hell else you wanted to talk about <laughs> in that paragraph the creation of the fed meant the first-hand influence in the country's monetary policy so when they're creating this system they're looking to control the banking of the world really essentially is what they were trying to do um, J.P. Morgan's banking empire was already acting as a pseudo central bank to the American government at the time when they were planning the uh, right. Federal Reserve. And then 20 years prior to the Jekyll Island meeting, J.P. Morgan saved the country from a bank panic. He formed a syndicate to prop up money reserves with a shipment of $62 million worth of gold. And then actually the Rothschilds did the same. They acted as a syndicate to keep the American government propped up financially and they actually had already pioneered, or sorry, financed and pioneered the industrialization of Europe. So that just gives you a little background on like their influence, to, not only in the United States, but in Europe as yeah, well. And we should also talk about the fact that the Federal Reserve essentially is one, it goes 100% against the design that the founding fathers had for the United States. Mm-hmm. So our banking system was not supposed to work like this. Basically, now, instead of the treasury deciding the worth of money and printing the only money that we had, you have this private organization of the Federal Reserve that controlled by billionaires around the world saying, hey, how about we print the money instead of you and we give you the money at an interest so that everything you own and will forever own is at a debt basically like you're forever in debt yes correct the country is forever in debt now and i did want to sorry there was a point here that's very important the rothschilds were also the banking agents for the jesuit order of catholics 
that allegedly held the key to wealth of the Roman Catholic Church. That's very important because yes, that's going to come back. It's going to tie into a very interesting connection uh, on the RMS Titanic. Yes. And the Jesuits are like a secret order, basically, kind of a Freemason sort of deal yeah, I don't know of much about the Catholic Church. So God. you have like the Knights Templar, you have the Jesuits, and these are all like individual secret societies within but they have the, the same church. beliefs as catholic people kind of uh if i remember right the jesuit sort of deal i could be totally wrong here but it's kind of like the same deal is do you remember in the da vinci code um <laughs> the dude that was like whipping himself and Kinda, um yeah you yeah, know yeah. he was like the the assassin of the yeah. thing i believe he was a jesuit or supposed to be a jesuit in the movie okay um or whatever order was protecting the holy grail but yeah so that's an important point yeah um and then moving into kind of how where's the connection to the titan the titanic at this point so one operation that morgan owned was the international is it Mercantile Marines? Merchant Marines? Yeah, it says it's M-E-R-C-A-N-T-I-L-E, Marines. Merchantile, yeah. Um, a trust he had formed to monopolize trade routes. So he also, through this, controlled what was called the White Star Line, yeah. which is a maritime merchant company that operated exclusively within the North northern Atlantic trade routes. In layman's terms, he owned the Titanic and well, paid he, for well, building so, it. Let me finish. Okay. Oh, my God. So because he controlled this White Star Line company, White Star Line was the company that built the RMS Titanic and its sister ships, including the Olympic and the Britannic. Britannica. Yeah, I think that's yes. how you say it. Um, And then just kind of giving you... Now, this is where we're getting into the insurance fraud. Yeah. So in 1911, the Olympic ship experienced two major incidents at sea yeah which i believe one was a collision with another ship yes yeah so as a custom customary at the time the british royal navy's own team investigated the crash and found that olympic was at, the olympic ship was at fault and because of this ruling the insurance would not pay out the white star line for the damages that the ship incurred. Yes, and we should mention that the Olympic was kind of like on its last leg at that point. It was not doing too great because of those the, the damage that was done to the ship. And it was slightly smaller than the Titanic, but it was about the same size. They were very similar in size and look and overall appearance. Good point. And then... The, the This is the big conspiracy, is that Morgan devised a plan to repair the Olympic, swap it with the Titanic, and sink that ship for, for the money he felt he was owed for the insurance that he didn't get. Right. So Which that's, makes sense. I mean, it's boring. It's, it's definitely the, a boring... It's definitely the little TikTok conspiracy, like not I even. said. It's just boring. It's not... Well, it is. Dude, I've seen so many little stupid-ass so videos like, did you know that the Olympic was the same size oh, as the Titanic? Alone. They're spreading misinformation thanks to the stupid app. I've literally... I've never seen... Why almost, are you watching it then? Almost every TikTok video that I've been sent where it's like, oh my God, dude, check this out. Literally, just click in the comment section, and there's probably like seven other articles linked that is completely disproving everything that they're there's saying. There's probably a shit ton of people saying that about our podcast, too. No, but we actually dig deep. You know what oh I mean? Oh, my God. You know what I mean? Do you want to fight a little bit, probably? No. <laughs> 
Okay. So we'll whatever. We'll decide later. The, the the again to sum it up, we have the Olympic swapped at the Titanic. It was insurance fraud. The Olympic went out. He purposely chose to crash the ship and sink it to get the insurance money. And we should begin to go into why all of these people as we break into the next article. Well, wait. We still got a little bit more left on this one. Ay, ay, ay. Oh, my God. Do, I'm just going to drop kick you no. at this point. I'm just... What do you got? You didn't... Because I want to explain that obviously at the same time that this whole swap and insurance fraud alleged theory was going down, the Federal Reserve was also in its conceptual phase. There were members in this meeting at Jekyll Island that opposed the Federal Reserve. They weren't at the meeting. But they did. Or I'm sorry, the they weren't at the meeting, but they opposed yeah. it, and they were still very wealthy, very influential members of the club, if you will. I was about to get into this, but yeah. <clears throat> oh my god. Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> that Bob's Burgers <laughs> the, audio clip. So, what about these people that opposed? I just wanted to talk about them. I know. I want to talk about them too. What about them <laughs> that they opposed it? So and... there were three specifically that this article pointed out, which I'm still in the first one. Benjamin Guggenheim, who is a wealthy mining uh, heir, um, Isidore Strauss, I think I said that pretty fancy, the head of the Macy's department stores, and then John John Jacob Astor, a millionaire fur trader. Um, I think you got those messed up. I think John Jacob Astor was the richest of the three and was the head of the Macy's stores. Oh, maybe you're right. Um, I don't think those were, I think you got them one one around regardless regardless those are the john, three names of the people that opposed and they were john doing those jacob on- astor was the richest man john in the world jacob at that point Smith. okay his name is my name too. <laughs> he was the richest man in the world at this point in time um in the movie i believe they like he like in the actual titanic movie that we were referencing earlier i'm pretty sure he's the dude with the mustache yeah i mean you've seen it so many times you would know okay all right he's like the dicky guy with the know. mustache oh like his the boyfriend no no like the hoity-toity guy that's the the head of the oh, okay. table all the time I, i'm pretty yeah. sure i can't really remember but well i haven't seen the movie 15 times so yeah um, J.P. Morgan, the Rothschilds, and the Rockefellers schemed up a way to get rid of these what they called pesky opponents in the article. Yeah. Um, and then this kind of gets us in. Do you want to move into the next article then? Yeah. Okay. These individuals, the most important part here, were on the Titanic and received their tickets and went. Now, similar to what we talked about with... Uh, Ay ay ay! I can't. I can never remember the dude's name. The owner of the Twin Towers. Oh, S- Stein something. Steve Stein. Jerry Steinberg. Mm, Steinberg I sounds can, right. Steinberg, Jerry does not. Jerry is not right. I don't know. The <laughs> owner of the Twin Towers, similar to his story, where he wasn't there that day, and many other bizarre stories, like Oklahoma City, when none of the federal agents were there that day. These individuals, including J.P. Morgan, who, of course, had a ticket being the owner of the ship, basically, were not on the ship, of course, coincidentally. Because we should just back up a step. 
this this now we did just talked about the first conspiracy which was the insurance fraud yes the second conspiracy is basically surrounding getting rid of those three people i just mentioned or any opposers to the federal reserve so that it could go through so enticing them to get on the ship yes and basically getting them on the ship knowing full well that it was going to crash and they were going to die and you know me and mary stumbled upon this conspiracy Actually, oh, yeah. two, two times, individual times, completely outside of any social media presence. Or one, just any like research. We were just at a museum. Yeah. So one, here in Pennsylvania, we went to the Hershey Museum in Hershey, Pennsylvania. And we were going through the, the Hershey Museum, learning about Milton Hershey and all of these things. And we came across his Titanic ticket. And that was in the museum. We're like, what? He was on the Titanic? No way. And then we read the description, and it said, well, Milton Hershey got a ticket to the Titanic. However, he had a business trip pop up. Mm -hmm. And a week before, he decided he couldn't go on the Titanic. And they say in the little description, this may have saved his life. So we're like, well, that's really bizarre. That's kind of odd that such a massively influential person, like coincidence when you're that big does not happen no. like that. It and just not doesn't. even that big. It's just the opportunity that they were passing up doesn't make sense. Yeah. And what was the next odd I actually coincidence? Don't, it was in It was Tennessee? in Asheville, North Carolina, and we went <gasps> to the Vanderbilt. The Biltmore Estate. The Biltmore Estate. Such and a we, cool experience, by yes, the way. We toured the Biltmore Estate. which is also just kind of an interesting conspiracy experience but the again we looked into i'm like you know i bet there's some sort of a strange connection with the biltmores and the titanic because again this was a ship that if you were like wealthy you were on the maiden voyage like that was where you wanted to be and of course all the who's who's of the of the time right and of course the Biltmore's also coincidentally had tickets to the Titanic and decided not to go. I believe they had a situation where allegedly they were like stuck in France or something like that. Like, oh, we can't make it. Hmm. And it was a decision made, same deal, about a week before the ship sailed out. And lo and behold, they survived the ship. All of the other rich and wealthy and powerful people like Astor that were on the ship went down with the ship. Right. And I think that's an interesting well, point Well, and I as think well. the, the conspiracy around the, the Hershey and the Biltmore situation is that they got tipped off saying like, right. hey, don't go on... Because they were maybe a for the Federal Reserve maybe rather than didn't opposed, have an issue with or it. Or didn't have an issue with it or yeah. whatever it was. And they got like a tip that like, it's not safe or you shouldn't go right. or it's dangerous. And they didn't go. Right. Now, do you have in your notes why it's... You know, because a lot of people would say, well, geez, I mean, that's kind of a coincidence that somehow they were able to find an iceberg in the middle of it, the Atlantic Ocean and, you know, crash the the ship. So interestingly enough, not interestingly enough, but they had, this is where the tie into the Jesuit, Jesuits kind of comes in. Yeah. The captain of the ship. So Captain Edward Smith, he was a Jesuit. Interesting too. I didn't didn't know that. And... There was also another Jesuit on the ship named... A, a priest. Yeah, Francis Brown. Father Francis Brown. He was board the ship to... And he was he was supposedly the most powerful Jesuit in all of Ireland and the Jesuit master of Edward Smith, the captain. Now, I would like to point out that I couldn't, like, validate that. Like, I tried that's to do a quick search. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I don't know, but that's... Right, but the, th- the thought was that these men got on this ship basically 
knowing the plan and running the plan and yeah. knowing they were going to die. Well, one of them was going to die. Right, 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 right. Because, you got it? No. Because the father, uh, the Francis priest, Brown. got off of the ship at oh. a stop prior to it going into the uh, Atlantic Ocean, I guess. Weird. Yeah. Well, going back to what you said about the icebergs, so yeah. it was just odd that it had even occurred because Captain Edward Smith had navigated waters of the Atlantic for 26 years, and he was considered a master at this. So when it comes to like icy waters that the Titanic would be sailing through, like he would have known about it or he would have been to like maneuver away or crash in a way where the Titanic wouldn't have sunk. Like th- it was very odd that, you know, well, and that's the thing. Like many people don't understand that th- this guy was chosen as the captain of this voyage because he was the best in, yeah. in the world yeah. for sailing these waters. And when you look at kind of protocol in regards to uh, iceberg areas and other things, he did everything in the complete opposite way when you really go down the list. Even so much so that because of the way that a ship like that is designed to, and it's displayed like this in the movie, where there's areas of the ship underneath it that get sealed off if water starts coming in. So the protocol, if you do not have enough time to avoid the iceberg entirely, it would be to hit it head Head on. on. So that way... All the water just goes in the front of the ship. The bulkhead doors close, and then that's it. And then it gives you much more time for the ship to uh, not sink or sink slow enough that you can do what you need to do. Well, because it's almost like chambers built within the ship to block off. It's not just one big open room where the water can fill it. This incredibly experienced, like you said, 26-year uh, veteran captain who sailed these waters a million times makes the split decision at the last second to turn the ship so that the iceberg literally cuts through half of the front of the ship. And they had time to hit it head on. Uh, yeah, they, they definitely... They didn't have time to get around it. Right. They could have made the decision to hit it head right. on. We should also mention that he was warned multiple times by other ships in the area that there were icebergs present and that he should slow the speed of the ship mm. rather than speed in at an even faster rate and not able to see, you know, any icebergs coming up, which I thought was, you know, an interesting point as well. It's just so crazy to me that like you have this experienced captain you have this whole crew and then i don't know it just it doesn't obviously it doesn't add up he obviously was gunning for it and he knew if i accurately can hit this ship at this precise side but i will say too in one of the articles it talks about like they didn't plan for that many people to die or something it said do you remember reading i don't remember reading that i did do you have i don't want to jump ahead too much the flare the flare guns and stuff oh yeah so So go into that a little bit yeah so this is actually kind of like a less well-known fact but the titanic's flare guns ended up firing white flares and the difference is a red flare is known as the as an emergency. Yes. Um, and that's just like the standard color. Right. The other color was used for identification. White was used for like, oh, hey, we're the white star line. Exactly. Just letting you know we're here. So they're shooting up these flares and it just looks like 
hey, we're here. Right. Kind of, right? Yeah. Is that what and they're trying to insinuate? That is what they're trying to insinuate, that there should have been... Oh, and then been, another yeah. ship even saw them. The Californian and other ships saw the white flares, but didn't consider them a distress call. Right. And that's where, where everyone was like, oh, what the hell? Why didn't that other ship come and save them? And that's because they're continuously shooting up white, white identifying flares. flares when it that does not signify an emergency. And for whatever reason, the Titanic was only supplied with white identifying flares, which so again, weird. it made no sense. It was just a bizarre thing. And, you know, they mentioned and for it a brand the, new ship that never set sail. You don't think, it, you, you know, you can't just be like, oh, someone just didn't replace them. It's like no one ever even won. So it's like, why did they not have Right. Any? And, you know, they make note of this in the movie and other like mainstream things about the ship where the designers of the ship said, hey, uh, this ship will never sink, you know, it, it, because I can't remember the quote they use in the movie or oh, whatever, yeah. but it's the whole, well, we don't need lifeboats because the ship will never sink. And I'm right. sure they use that same rhetoric of why there was a mistake in the flare guns and why there was all these things is because, well, this ship will never sink. It's like revolutionary design technology, blah, blah, right. blah. Which, like we don't have to worry about it. I, you know, I don't know. I kind of call bullshit on that. I'm of the mind that it was not that easy like not that simple to just say hey these folks like you know thought the ship would not sink so therefore they're like oh we're not going to plan for any sort of emergency or anything like that i I think that's what i remember reading is that like they didn't mean for that many people to die in terms of like they didn't mean for them to not have that many lifeboats or whatever it was they were just so focused on like getting those three men killed or like all the opposers killed that they didn't really expect that many people. I mean, how were well? Obviously, I can't remember how many people died. To be honest, or, with you, if I mean, that's not what even you were going to I wasn't asked how many people survived. Uh, not many. I don't think a ton. You know uh, the worst part of that movie that gets me every time? Huh? Do you know what I'm going to say? I can't remember the part where the couple just lays in bed and just like oof accepts yeah. their fate. Yeah, yeah oh, and just slowly gets drowned. Horrible. Because they uh, they just locked off all the people in the lower levels. They just, just like lay in bed and hold hands, and I'm just like, brutal, this is making dude. me want to die. Yeah, that's man. That, that part is just brutal. They really get you. So what what's our next path here? Video going down the video. Man, I'm Kudos glad I found you. that video. That was a dude. cool. The be- okay, warning. Yeah, did you like it? I the video the beginning was weird, and and he's I was weird. about to turn it off. Yeah, I was he about was weird, to turn it off. But I'm so glad you kept it because when he gets to the interview with who is that guy i don't know he didn't he he doesn't say i was hoping you would go into it i'm pretty sure he i don't remember if he links it or not so what what we're talking about and we'll link the video like the the dude that posted the video nothing that he says is of value to this he's just kind of regurgitating what this is and he just reposted a clip it like a, a 25 minute clip it of this original interview from like the 80s of this dude that I can't remember his name. Is and it the eighties though? It sounded old. No, because he know. was talking about his like cell phone and computer. Oh, that's right. He said the internet. Ow. It's, ow. it's I think gotta it's be the YouTuber interviewing this guy. Maybe. I don't Maybe know. Regardless, it. the beginning so of the beginning of the video is a very bad history channel. Sort of deal. Yeah, like a shitty PBS thing. (laughs) And it's very boring and just get through it to the interview part. And I'll I'll tell you if you're watching the video, the interview part starts where he shows the little campfire setup on the water. Yeah. So anyway, this interview, I believe the guy from what he was saying, he sounds like some sort of an historian or he's definitely like studied 
ancient native tribes or yeah. like tribes within other countries and comparisons to tribes in the United States. Like, yeah, he was, um, his, his, we'll just call him an historian. I don't know what his name was. We yeah. have to find that out. If we figure it out, we'll put it on stories. Yeah. Regardless. Basically, I'll give you an overview and then we'll dive into this historian. Should we give him a name? John. Uh, we'll well call let's him. hold on. I think, uh, I, I, I can't, I can't remember, dude. We'll, we'll call him John for right now. John, I, that's going to confuse the shit out of people. Oh we will God. not use. A okay, name. fine. This historian goes and visits Jekyll Island. Yeah, and he gets special treatment because he gets to be given a tour by the museum curator or manager or whatever. Yeah, the head it, of the museum there. Yeah. yeah, he gets. He's given a tour of the island by this museum guy. Yeah, and. He's given access to these very exclusive parts of the island, meaning like rock, like big, like the cottages of these big yeah. names, like and, Rockefeller and things. And we should mention because we only said Jackal Island. It was Jackal Island. It was a club, and it was a Country very, club, very yes. yes. It was like the club of the world. It was so exclusive, so expensive to join there that only people like the Rothschilds, the Rothschilds. The Vanderbilts, the Astors, all those people. So random, though. Right. Off the coast of Georgia. What? Exactly. Why? But was it so random? No. Well, that's the thing. At face value, it's very random. They're building these extreme... Um, Vanderbilt, sorry. I think, actually built the cottages. I'm pretty sure. Well, they each built... They, I don't I don't know if they built them themselves, but they each had a cottage. And one of the points of the interview was talking about like they're not these elaborate beautiful mansions they're just kind of like these very simple like they're not crazy for the amount of money these men had yeah it's, it's weird that they wouldn't have built something more extravagant large whatever right so the interview keeps going and they are now in the museum i believe yeah and the um museum curator i'm gonna call him he um is like talking about the financials a little bit, which yeah, is like see, rather boring, right? Because the Federal Reserve, like, it's kind of easy to talk about whatever, get 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 your arms wrapped around, and then he starts like showing artifacts that they've found from a tribe that had lived on this land, yeah, that was pre obviously pre Jekyll Island colonial, Country Club. yeah, it was pre colonial. So I the think. the tribe is called the. Forget how they pronounce it, but it's in the Timukins. Tim, Tim in the audio, they say Timukins, and I don't think that that is the proper pronunciation. I'll but. spell it T I M U C U A N S. So this was based in Florida, started in Florida, a tribe in Florida in the 1500s, and kind of worked their way up to this island. And um, nothing left of them, actually. Yeah, either. it was just what was on Jekyll Island for the most part. Right, and Jekyll Island Country Club was built on top of this Indian, this Native American, you know, reserve. I guess you could call it or tribe. Without yeah. you know, and they didn't even find out about that until the federal, uh, you know, the federal government claimed the land and the museum started, and they uncovered what was underneath most of these buildings. Right. So that's another thing he. The first part of what the museum curator was talking to this guy about, this this historian, he was telling him about the weapons they used, and he was showing them, like, artifacts that they had found, and he was talking about these, showing them pictures or paintings, I should With say. like, recurve bows. Recurve bows. Like, bows that Native American Indians in the United States shouldn't have 
had. Like they ha- shouldn't have had them. It was very advanced weaponry. Well, in what a way. what he said was it's very bizarre. The historian guy said it's bizarre because this is technology from Europe, and it's weird that it would be here in an ancient Native American tribe. That it, it just again it didn't make sense. So he kept pointing at are these people are you sure from Europe? That, like, or did they come he just kept here? saying to him, like, are you sure they're Native Americans? Yes. Like, are you sure that these, because this doesn't, this doesn't track with anything else I've studied in my career with Native Americans. Right. And the museum guy's like, oh, well, yeah, I mean, it is a little bizarre, but no, this is the technology that they had. Then they move on to skeleton bones. Very weird. So, skeleton bones is kind of, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> they move on to the skeletons that have been found. Yeah. And there are burial sites. Burial sites? (laughs) Why did I say it like that? Burial sites they found and uncovered burial sites that the museum was on top of. Yeah. And they actually did not mess with those in particular. They were the chiefs, I think. Yeah, they left those bones in place, but they just built the museum like, like a plexiglass like box where you could see down. Yeah. And they kind of like uncovered them yeah and you can still see the bones looking down yeah what a crazy museum that would be to go to yeah but just it's just odd so the chief's bones that were in this museum um the historian was saying to the museum oh they look unusually large right these bones and he says oh yes um based on the size of them that these chiefs were eight to eight to eight and a half feet tall yeah what the fuck that doesn't make any sense. Right. Like, and the guy's like, oh, okay. And the the his, the museum guy was just like, yeah, I mean, it is a little bizarre. They were like, just, even the women were tall. Right. He's like, they were just abnormally tall. And I believe some of the shortest ones were about six, six and a half feet tall. Yeah. So we're not talking about like 13 foot giants, but I mean, an eight foot tall person is incredibly large. And, you know, the... When Mary like giant right when Mary said as well, it, it should be pointed out that each one of these buildings was strategically built on top of a previous we'll there. say Tim Yukon building. Yeah, and so then they move on from the bones to oh hey I have this painting I'd like to show you. It's really interesting painting. This yeah. painting was done by a French colony that tried to establish that Georgia coast. And yeah. they had come across this island yeah. and came across the tribe. And they had done this painting. Um, and it was just, they this colony, French colony, was so disturbed by the tribe itself. They left that they like left. the next they day. They fled. And then, so this this historian is like, oh, I got to see this painting. Like, show they me this showed painting. the painting in the video, too. Yeah. So... At, at first glance, it doesn't seem as alarming, but then you start like really looking at the details of the painting and he start, the historian starts to point out the details. Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow. So the painting shows the um, Native American Indian tribe um, dancing and like around I said, a fire. F- around a fire, which usually like the historian was mentioning, usually paintings of Native Americans, they're either like dancing around a fire in some ceremonial dance or they're at war. Like there's really kind of no in between. But then they showed the stone altar. Yeah. So now that you really start to zero in on the painting, there's a stone altar. And the historian is like, that's not, there's no way they don't, the Indian native American tribes don't use altars like that. If anything, they're going to use 
they're just not going to use a stone altar. They said he said that's more like Middle Eastern culture that yes. would be using a stone yeah. altar. And then you look even closer, and they're yeah. holding children with their they're, heads cut off. They're holding or hacked off. They're holding a, a baby basically, and the museum guy says, "Well, yes, you know, unfortunately, this was part of their ritualistic behavior is that they would." slaughter a child on this altar for their religious beliefs for their <laughs> thing that they would do now which is wild why ha, tie us in here to why these <laughs> listeners are probably like what, what in does the this hell mean? is going on so of this course podcast? this historian is his curiosity is leading him in the right direction because he says is this altar like? Is there a? I want to see it. I want to see it. Is there a spot where you we wanted can go to see pray it? around? Oh, it. Oh, that's right. He yeah. wanted to pray around it. So the museum curator, if I remember correctly, is like, "Whoa, it's not here anymore, but I can take you to the location of it. Like yeah. we built. There's a structure on it." And he's like, "Okay, that's weird." So they go, and it ended up being whose cottage? Oh, Rockefeller's cottage is built on the Rothschilds, I think. No. It was Rockefeller? Rockefeller built ah, his okay. cottage on top of it. Gotcha. Not only is that weird, this cottage was where the whole Federal Reserve was planned, start to finish, was in this cottage. More importantly, when he went into the cottage with the museum guy to see where it was, he's like, okay, well, where's the altar in the building? And he's like, you're standing right on top of it. And it was in the room under the table that all of the guys that we mentioned earlier sat at to plan the Federal Reserve. There's pictures. In secret in, in the middle of Jack Island. There's a picture of, and, and they pop a picture on the screen, I believe, of all of the, the seven to whatever men, however many men, looking at the camera. And they're all yeah. sitting around this table. And that's where they planned everything. Yeah. So tell me how that's not some coincidence. It's just so bizarre. It's so if, fucking bizarre. If anything, you just have to ask, why? 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 Like, why? why? The significance of not only is like it's not like you're just like oh shit I accidentally built this building on this thing, you purposely build this structure around this ancient tribe that has sacrificial rituals like old that Canaanite rituals that from back are, in the day that aren't lining up with Native Ameri other Native Americans right. in like that makes no sense with six to eight foot tall Native Americans, which is just a bizarre side so point, bizarre. but they're sacrificing children on a stone altar. You decide to build your house on top of on that. Top of that and, and hey, you... why don't we meet all the meat in this building every time? Right. They had a whole island. They had, they had a whole island. They had free reign of it. They could have met anywhere. Right. They could have met anywhere in the world, L we right. should point out. But you decided here, you decided in the building on top of the sacrificial stone altar, altar of this ancient tribe to plan the money control, the control of the world, essentially, yeah. off of the Federal Reserve, which we now have today. It's just messed up. And is still corrupt. So like... You, and I'm sure if we really dug into this uh, Tamukin's tribe, yeah. we could probably find some even more interesting stuff. And the guy does go into the tribe a little bit at the beginning of the video. There, but there, I did do a little bit of research because I was trying to find, like, can this be validated that they were eight feet tall? And I did find um, historical websites about the Tamukin tribe. Well, the tribe. bones. The bones themselves are they, proof. They didn't mention that, but they did mention that the uh, this Native American tribe 
historically and factually was abnormally tall. It, it was bizarrely tall, especially compared to the um, people coming in from Europe who were usually pretty short at the time. Right. Like ima- so, imagine being the French colony that came across trying to take this coast over and you come across this tribe. Yes. Yes. Whoa. So it's just bizarre. And then to see their rituals on top of it, but to tie it all in, you have to it's start some sort of evil occult demonic. <laughs> right. Dude, like everything else we've talked about, you know what I mean? Like with the Gothard tunnel ceremony. Like oh, it's, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's so bizarre and blatantly in your face, like demonic and satanic. And really, you could sum it up if you're not even a religious person as evil that it's just like you have to be like, there's no way. Well, I wonder how long that museum's been there because I don't think it's like the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers are like, oh, let's dig up all these things and no, make a museum no, about it. No, it was secret. That's <laughs> right. so bizarre is that it was all secret up until recently. Right. Like, and they're like, wait a second. Like, <laughs> And again, why choose a weird little island off of the coast of Georgia? Right. And if you, you know, we can do an entire future episode on the corruption of the Federal Reserve because it's, it's astronomical astronomical like the amount of corruption that that has well they say that the 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 the, there's a theory that like the federal theorists believe that the federal reserve and the jesuits were responsible for funding the united states germany and russia in the war yeah well that's the thing is that you have all of these major conflicts and literally they're profiting it's so much money the the timeline it goes you know, they all meet on Jekyll Island, Titanic happens, Federal Reserve gets approved, goes through, whatever, and then World War One. One begins. Yes. You can't tell me that's not coincidence. Although, I can't remember when the actual Federal Reserve took place. Um, I thought it was in the 20s. I could be totally wrong. Uh, I can't remember when Woodrow Wilson was president, if it was before the 20s or during the 20s, but... Oh, uh, in December 1913, the U.S. Federal Reserve officially came into being. Ah, it was controlled by none other than the Rothschilds banking elite. So, Eight months after that, in 1914, the Jesuits had sufficient funding to start a little religious-based trouble over in Europe, Thus, and thus World War I began. Wild. Absolutely Wait, are they wild. saying the Jesuits started the war? They're insinuating that, yeah, which I don't know. It ha- comes weird. down to Archduke uh, Franz Ferdinand um, oh. because he was assassinated... That's like an interesting one about butterfly effect that was, he took one wrong turn, which led him into the assassin. And if it was like just I'll tell one you right turn. Now, I get World War One and Two confused well, so much. World War One is is interesting how it started. You can't deal with me. Re- regardless, we y- you have to touch on Jackal Island when you come to- Jekyll Island. Jekyll Island when you come to talking about the Titanic because- if you just mention, is he kicking? No, Real, no, oh, no, I was going to say he I likes thinking, these episodes. No, I was thinking about when you said because it was from Monsters, Inc. When the trainer lady in the place, she goes, because <laughs> it could let in a child. <laughs> the, <laughs> when, it, when it comes to talking about the Titanic, you have to look at you know, if you just mention, well, he, you know, he crashed the ship and it was this ritualistic thing and, and they were, it was to, to kill off all these people and the Jesuits, it sounds insane, mm-hmm. right? Like, just like every other one, you're like, well, these, this evil thing is ruling the world. You sound like a crazy person. But then when you start tying in these things, like pl- 
planning the Federal Reserve over an ancient sacrificial altar, altar. You, you would sound insane. But when you start connecting all of the things together, that's where kind of the goosebumps come in where you're like, oh my oh, God. Oh, and don't even get us started on who these people are connected to in present day. Right. I.e., Somebody Everything. is connected. No, but what were we talking about on the car on the way home from North Carolina? Oh, yeah, dude. The, the guy from CNN. The, yes, the media guy. Oh, what's his name? Yes, who's related to the Vanderbilts. Yes. So that's, and I I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't go into it. But that's where Ike talks about the ancient bloodlines of all of these things. And regardless if you believe in the, the lizard people or not, um. Yeah. Who? What's that dude's name? Oh my god! Name? What's his name? What's that dude's name? What is it? I don't what know. is it? She's looking. Anderson Cooper. Anderson Cooper. Yeah. The Vanderbilts were related to Anderson Cooper, which is just I don't know. I don't it's know just, the significance it, of that. But, but like, it's the, interesting. If, if that has any indication on how many people these these like um what blood do you call lines. it heritage or bloodlines go through in present day right and the, how powerful this guy is i mean anderson cooper is one of the head lead anchors on cnn i'm sorry but that's huge influence you also you know again when you took talk about the federal reserve money controls everything mm-hmm. and when you look back at the money you know when everyone starts talking about like Ooh, vote harder and all of these things you, <laughs> The actual control of everything that happens in the world is is money. Mm-hmm. It's not what you want it to be or what you vote it to be. Follow it's the money. just not. If you follow in the any money, conspiracy. Follow, follow the, the money. money. Shout out to my mom because she always says that. <laughs> Show me the money. But when it comes to following the money, it traces all back to the Federal Reserve and more so it traces to the people that made it. And that's where the Titanic and the Federal Reserve and ancient giants and sacrificial babies come into so play. So you so sorry, not to cut like but final thoughts, you think everything we just talked about is true. I think the Titanic was purposefully sunk and I think people knew it was going to be destroyed and got warned to stay off of it and I think the people that were on it may have had influential power to stop the Federal Reserve from happening. I don't think it was insurance I think fraud. that was a bonus. Yeah, I don't think it was insurance fraud, and I think there's a bunch of conspiracies put out there to confuse people. What about the tribe? The tribe, I think, is 100% accurate and bizarre. That stuff really gets me going because it's so interesting. It's so interesting. What, what so episode bizarre. did we do? We did a different episode on a tribe. Oh, that like had this like very advanced... And they could see t- through like telescopes. They could see the like the Dogons, the Dogons, like the that Dogons. kind of stuff, dude. That gets me going because this tribe. How this, would they know? Tamukins is just so interesting. So okay, it so is. you believe Jekyll Island, the whole thing? Yeah, I do. What do you got? So I agree. I I agree with pretty much everything you said. The only thing that I find odd is if they wanted to kill three people, four people. I mean, how many people really were opposed? Even if it was twenty. Did they have to do it this elaborately? Did they have to build this big, huge, very expensive ship? I I don't know. Like, it just doesn't... Maybe, maybe the Titanic is all just a distraction to get your eyes off of Jekyll Island in the Yeah, but I think it's still like they still had to kill these people because the Federal Reserve wouldn't have happened. Right. But I just don't know. I don't understand why they would have went to such elaborate lengths to go to, to do it. And to kill, I, I could a, see that. to kill so many additional people that yeah. had nothing to do with it or didn't even know the Federal Reserve was happening, 
It just seems odd. It is odd. But I believe Jekyll Island is real. I would love to visit Jekyll Island. That'd be so interesting. It would be very interesting. So interesting. And on that, we leave you with episode 29. And uh, sorry if this is a little sporadic. I feel like maybe we jumped around a little bit. but We're just sassy this morning, too. We tried. And we we keep thinking there's like a little like buzzing sound in the microphone. So if there is, we apologize it's about that. It's just one of those mornings where like, you you're know. Like, God damn. It's like, it's. I always use this as a reference when you're running late and everything's going wrong. And then like your jacket gets caught on the car door and you like <laughs> yeah. can't close it. And you you're just like, this is the mind. last straw. <laughs> you have a falling down moment. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so... <laughs> that wraps up episode 29. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. As always, there are links in the description so that you can do your own research, which we encourage. Stay tuned for more great content coming soon. Mm-hmm.